Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. My name is Daryl Amy. I'm here with our co-host and good friend, Larry Levine. How's it going today, Larry? It's going great. <laughs> good, fantastic. Hey, I am so excited about what we have in store for everybody on the show today. It's going to be fantastic. As we get started, though, uh, I hope everyone's had a fantastic week. And Larry, I know last time we talked, we were talking about the uh, the empty suit And I know there's been uh, a lot of dialogue back and forth on your LinkedIn profile about the empty suit this past week, hasn't there? Yeah, in fact, I'm I'm just reading my LinkedIn newsfeed right now, Uh and I just posted I posted a comment. So I'm in a conversation with somebody, and they started talking about commodity, and he goes, "I love your last line. Most sales reps are empty suits pretending to be something they're not." Oh, what do you think about that? And that goes straight to the core, <laughs> straight to the heart of what we want to talk oh. about today on the Selling from the Heart podcast. And uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. And if this is your first time in the podcast, we're glad you're here. This is a podcast dedicated to sales reps who want to be a part of an elite core of salespeople and sales leaders that are genuine, authentic the real deal and bring the goods. And today I want to welcome a guest to the podcast that fits all of those criterias uh, with uh, like five stars. His name's Scott McGregor and we've known Scott for over a decade. Scott's the leader of one of the most inspiring recruiting firms, talent acquisition companies. Uh, It's called Something Something New. Um, You can actually find it at trysomethingnew.com. It's headquartered in New York City, and Scott brings a passion and perspective to the Selling from the Heart podcast today that I think you're going to absolutely love, whether you're a sales rep or a sales leader. He's got a rich history of sales and sales leadership experience, and today his company does talent acquisition for some of the uh, largest and most recognized brands across the United States. So Scott, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I am excited to be here. I love me Scott McGregor. We do love some Scott McGregor. And uh, boy, you know, asking this question that we ask all of our guests, what does it mean to sell from the heart? Uh, You know, from your perspective, Scott, what does that mean? What does that mean to you when when you hear sell from the heart? Yeah, it's a great it's a great question Um, to me. It's, it's really focusing on everybody but yourself. Um, so I think most salespeople focus on themselves, their product, their solution. Uh, they don't really focus on the person sitting across the desk from them or on the other end of the phone. So, you know, for us, that means focusing on our clients and our candidates um, and, you know, focusing on you know, a social mission for us. So that's a big part, uh, you know, everything that we do um, in terms of revenue generation, we know is going to go towards what we call something good, which is the support of, of three uh, organizations that we believe very passionately in. So I think for us, that's a piece of selling from the heart. 
but it, it's really just putting that focus back on the client and taking that focus off of yourself and you know not trying to monetize every relationship the mm. second uh, the second that you you beat somebody yeah and and I think you just you just nail a really great point and, it, and I think the reason why that sales reps want to immediately monetize the relationship or you know as we always talk about lead with the wallet it goes back to look what's in their funnel so mm-hmm. it gets back to I think if more sales reps could be genuine and authentic and open up more new relationships and more conversations they're not going to be leading with the wallet any longer they're going to be leading with the heart right. but I think it's I think it's unfortunate because it just goes back to lack of prospecting there's just not that much in the funnel so unfortunately their social mission in life is to lead with the wallet yeah, I think people think that it takes a long time to build a relationship, and in my mind, it doesn't. It doesn't no. take very long at all. You know, I I know I built relationships with you guys early on, and and we were, we probably built a pretty good relationship, you know, with one or two conversations. And obviously, you know, that relationship takes on more depth, um, and and um, you know, as time goes by. But I think when you're genuine and when you're transparent. Uh, it's easy to build a relationship quickly. And I think sales reps um, are feel like they're so under the gun to hit their quota mm-hmm. that what I hear a lot is, I don't have time to build relationships. Mm-hmm. And I would say you don't have time not to build relationships. Boy, that's so true. Um, so we're constantly talking in our organization about going slow to go fast. And kind of what that means to us is the go slow part is build a relationship um, don't try to monetize a relationship the second you meet somebody. Uh, yes, you know, try to develop that relationship. It goes a little bit along the lines of, of the Gary B. You know, uh, jab, 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 right hook or left hook or whatever the <laughs> heck it is. But uh, you know, the the point is, give, give, give before you've really earned the right to ask for anything. Uh, and I think that's a key. Well, and, and there's, a, there's a great book moment in this because uh, I read a book, this probably is about eight or nine years ago, it's called Slow Down, Sell Faster by Kevin Davis. Mm, great book. And I think, it, I think it really resonates with sales reps, and I'm a firm believer, is you can't sell something to anybody. I don't care what it is that any sales rep sells unless you're really building a relationship with that person. Because you know, I look at, I look at the way I'm sold to, right? If that person's not building a relationship with me, I'm sure the hell I'm not going to buy anything from them. Yeah, I, I think that. You know, oh, go ahead, Scott. No, I was going to say, you know, it's it's funny because I get, you know, like we all do, I get multiple uh, requests to connect with people every mm-hmm. day on LinkedIn. And, you know, I, I know what's going to happen before I even click accept. Uh, I know that the next thing that I'm going to get from them is six paragraphs. Uh, about why I should buy their product, and it's just like trying to go from, you know, uh, you know, hit a home run r- right off the bat. It's there's uh, there's no even attempt to build a relationship. It's just right to hey, buy my product. Here's what I've got. And, yeah. and you know, some what's really interesting is uh, you're right because it doesn't take time to build a relationship. But it's just how many sales reps turn that light switch off after five o'clock. Mm-hmm. And most most great relationships are built after, for me. It's after five on the weekends, right? Social and how we use social now. There's no reason why sales reps 
can't build relationships, but they're so focused on, you know, I'm just going to stay in that relationship building mode for eight to five, right? Yeah. Or eight to four or nine to three, however many hours they supposedly are working. But to me, you know, relationships are built 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. I mean, it's super easy now to build relationships with people. I think it's a great great point. There's so much out there for you to get. I mean, look, I mean, Scott, you and I are a perfect example of it, right? Uh, I, 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 I totally agree with it exactly what you said it, you know the ability to build a relationship and for people to get to know you by the content that you're putting out there you know there's never been anything like that before where, where you've had an ability to for, to get people to you know recognize who you are what you stand for what's important to you um, in some cases without ever even having a conversation so i've had a lot of people say you know allow oh, wow, i feel like i know you or mm-hmm. you know i follow what you're what you're doing and i think if you're if you're thinking about hey is this content relative relevant to you know my audience um rather than is is it self-serving for me and my organization um you know that's really where you start to build those relationships i well, think it, you're it's uh... interesting because most sales reps will say you know Unfortunately, we've been pigeonholed as a commodity, right? Well, I think today with, with where social's at, it's easy to rise above that commodity status. Mm-hmm. Because all you have to do is just truly just believe in what you do and throw it out there on social. I mean, that's what I did as a rep 10 years ago. I just started saying, hey, here's who I am. Here's what I believe in. Here's how I can help you. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be able to do business with everyone? No. Yeah. But I think integrating the use of social now to tell your story, to align to how they operate, is this, there's no reason why sales reps can't use this to rise above the sea of sameness, it's just that mindset. Yeah, I I think you're right on, and and going back in in that, but it's not just using social, it's how you use social, right? So, so Scott, you said, you know, most people go right into this going, how can I monetize this relationship instead of how can I serve? And uh, we we laugh. We used to have this this term back in the day uh, called commission breath, right? You know, as sales rep, you can smell it on them uh, when you meet them face to face. All they're there to do is close a deal so they can monetize, make money. Um, but but I think that that um, you know that commission breath thing applies to to how we build relationships online through platforms like LinkedIn, right? That there's there's that one thing where you get that message that's you know you you connect with someone and the next thing you know you got this three paragraph sales pitch or you've got the opposite, which is somebody that is sharing ideas and content that are genuinely put out there to help you um, improve, and that's you know there's a massive difference between those two things. Now, when you say sell from the heart, one of the things that you brought up earlier that, that just really piqued my attention as we were talking before the show is, is you guys are very animated by your involvement in something good, which is the nonprofit um, giving arm of, of your organization. Talk to me a little bit about how that motivates you and your team and what that looks like. So, you know, when I started the company, uh, the really one of the first things I did is I said, what's really important to me? And what's really important to me is that I don't just go to work to, you know, make more money. Uh, You know, I'm I'm not interested in a bigger house or a fancier car. Um, 
but I think giving back allows you to spring out of bed as opposed to, you know, want to pull the covers over your head every day because you recognize that, you know, your efforts are, they're greater than just, you know, what it's going to do for your bank account. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, it makes the the things that we need to do, uh, which is, you know, work long hours and, and, you know, make those extra calls and, and do all those things. It makes it a lot more palatable when you know that it's going to help others that, that really need, um, the assistance from so I think you know I'd love to see every company that has a true social mission yeah um, not just something that they kind of like to look good but that you know they really passionately believe in so you know we set that up right from the beginning and you know we're, we're very involved with all three of the organizations that we support today uh, which is Elevate New York, which I'm incredibly proud to be uh, the chairman of the board um, and keep on playing and stand beside them. Man, that's that's great. And, and by the way, just for everyone listening, we'll make sure to put links to those in the, the, the show notes. And I think that's outstanding. And I know Larry is, as a sales rep, on a sales rep level, being involved in um, in nonprofits was, was huge for you in terms of selling from the heart and building relationships, right? Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, me personally, I can personally attest to what giving backs, you know, meant to me. And I think where it all started is my youngest son went to a private school and, and in sixth grade, part of what he had to do was he had to do charity work. He had to do so many hours of charity work from sixth grade and then it elevated seventh, eighth grade. Then when he got into high school, it was even more giving back. And I said, you know, if my son has to do this, <laughs> I can't, you know, why can't I do it? And that's yeah. when I really started to start giving back to the community. And I just dove in and, and I know, you know, Daryl, you know me real well, Scott, you know me real well. When I pour my heart into something, I just do it. And I saw the impact immediately for just giving back. So, you know, I joined a couple of not-for-profit boards um, I'm an active member of my Kiwanis Club. In fact, I'm president-elect in my Kiwanis Club now. And, you know, I chair our largest fundraiser every year. And I think what it does for a sales rep is it makes you feel good because people start seeing you outside of that work mode. Yeah. But it's the amount of people that you meet and it's how you're seen in the community. I mean, it's amazing, but it's just unfortunate because the classic thing you get from sales reps is I don't have any time, right? The two things going against sales reps, time and patience that could just set aside more time and have patience, giving back will just elevate them. They'll just elevate their game. It's my yeah, opinion. That's, that's good, Larry. But, that's... Um, you know, it, and I know, Scott, we talk about this all the time, and we, we kind of jab. We jab. <laughs> we love making fun of sales reps, but it's all fun, right? Because I mean, we've all been there. Yes, absolutely. You know, your company at Something New challenges the status quo. I love challenging the status quo. I did it as a sales rep. I love doing it now inside of what I do. But why do you think sales reps just really, truly have a hard time challenging the status quo? You know, it's called the status quo because that's what everybody does. And I think people are just, <laughs> you know, they're, they're terrified to break out of the pack and, and try to do things that are, are different to separate themselves. So, you know, people wind up going with the thundering herd, even when sometimes, you know, that means you're going to go off the cliff. But uh, yeah, I think it's just very hard for people to do things in a, in a different way. And, you know, I, I, 
I guess, you know, to me, what kind of highlights that is almost every sales organization that I've ever seen has a roadmap to success. So it's, you know, if you do these things, you'll be successful. So they've figured it out and they've given that roadmap to their sales force. But, you know, typically only 10 to 20 percent are actually going to follow that roadmap. Um, So some of it is just the very basics of people, I think, in general, don't want to work hard. Um, They're trying to game the system. They're trying to figure out easier ways to do things. instead of just doing you know what's proven to to work and bring them success so mm. uh you know i i think that's a big big problem and, and one of the reasons why people stick to the status quo well you know it's interesting because you talk about roadmap and, and i challenge sales reps on this all the time ask a successful sales professional show me your business plan and show me your roadmap and i can guarantee you more often than not, they're gonna be able to share it with you. Ask an average sales rep, show me your roadmap or your business plan and what do you think the response is gonna be? Yeah, they don't have have one. They don't have one. So I said, there's a big difference between a sales professional and a sales rep. So all too often, sales reps love calling themselves sales reps. Why Mm -hmm. don't you just change your mindset, develop a business plan, create a roadmap, and start working towards being a sales professional. Yeah, that's, yeah it's, that's it's, good. It's putting it. It's putting in the sweat equity, you know, to get out what you want. And you know, you've been writing a lot about this recently with you know comparing athletes and sales reps. And you know, it, it's just you got to put in the practice. It doesn't matter whether you're you know Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan. You know, most of the elite athletes, yes, they've got physical gifts, but it's uh, you know they're the first ones in, last ones to leave. Uh, they're putting in more effort than anybody else and they probably got to the point that they were because they did that when they were younger yeah you know you just see uh people in sales in particular um trying to figure out ways not to do that and then they wonder why you know they're not (laughs) having success in almost all cases um at least in sales in my opinion the common denominator when people aren't successful is they're just not putting in the time and effort no, it's so well, you know, it, it, and, and it's so true because, uh, you know, the last blog post I just wrote this past week was around sales practice. And, and it's just interesting that mm-hmm. sales reps just don't want to practice, but they want to make as much money as possible, but they don't want to practice. <laughs> right. And it blows my mind. And then the managers aren't enforcing practice. So I don't know. That's a topic of another conversation, another point. Yeah. Well, I think that discipline, and, and that's a good transition, Larry, because the, the last part of this podcast, I want to talk about talent acquisition. And, and, and I think uh, just as, as a sales rep needs discipline and hard work and a plan uh, to succeed and, and bring the, their A game to, to the marketplace, uh, talent acquisition is, is very, very similar. And I know recruiting talent acquisition scott's a huge challenge uh, for a lot of companies obviously um, companies need salespeople, professionals and need leaders that are the real deal that are genuine that bring the goods they need people that know the industry that are able to know the client's business and and most importantly they need people that are sincere in their desire to help so how can companies attract those kind of candidates the great talent to their organizations. So they've got to, 
you know, I think they need to change their mindset to a degree. Uh, I think most companies think that they have all the power and that they're almost doing uh, a favor by hiring somebody. But when you really look at it, you know, successful companies are the ones that realize that it's a partnership and that, you know, yes, they're giving the candidate a paycheck, but the candidate is giving them, you know, far more in return, not only their, their time and talent, um, but, you know, they're, they're driving revenue that far exceeds what they're giving them. So if you yeah. really peel back the onion and you look at it, you know, who's getting more out of the equation? Um, you know, companies are not paying somebody $100,000 to get $100,000 in return. They're paying somebody $100,000 to get, you know, 500, 600, 700, a million dollars in return. Mm -hmm. So if anything, mm -hmm. the candidate might be bringing more to the table, arguably, than the company. But I think companies kind of have, in some cases, kind of almost like a pompous attitude that, hey, I'm doing you a favor. And, you know, they expect people to jump through a lot of hoops that they would never jump through themselves. Um, and they're not recognizing it's a marriage. It's a partnership. Mm -hmm. um, and you've got to make sure that you're you're in alignment and that you're treating everybody that way. I think that's uh, that's a huge part of it. Yeah. And I love, um, you know, I love uh, as we were talking earlier, we we're talking about building partnerships and not hiring candidates. A very big difference between those two. Right. Absolutely. No, there's, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, the, the partnership aspect is, is just completely missing. Um, you know, we talk to people all the time that in a, in a typical scenario, you're looking for one person and that person could be a head of marketing, could be a head of sales, could be a sales manager, could be an individual contributor, but you're looking for one specific person. But in order to find that one specific person, you're probably in some way, shape or form interacting with a hundred people to get the one. Mm -hmm. And I think people put all their time and effort and emphasis on the one, not recognizing that you wind up with 99 people that are either adversaries or advocates, depending yeah. on how you treated them uh, along the way in that process. So when you don't communicate back to candidates and let them know that you know they're being considered or they're not being considered um you know that really damages a company's brand and it's incredibly important especially in today's world of glass door and things like that it's incredibly important that companies focus on all 100 not just the one person who's going to get the job mm -hmm. because as you as you repetitively hire people over time when you're focused on really treating everybody uh, in the most respectful way possible. Um, you know, it, it's a game changer for companies to attract the right type of talent. Mm. There, there's some, light, there's some light bulb moments in that. And, and it, it's, it's, I'm going to throw a challenge out to the sales managers that are listening to this hmm. is how many sales managers out there are really out there building relationships with top talent. But if you ask any sales manager, what's the number one thing you want your sales reps doing? What do you think they're going to say? It's all going to be around that P word prospecting. We, I want my sales reps prospecting for new business right? or become better prospectors. So how many sales managers out there are doing the same thing? Building how many relationships, sales managers yeah. are building relationships with top talent that's out there? Though they may be happy in a current role or something like that, just think about that. What do sales managers do or what are they doing 
to recruit top talent. That just, that, I bet you that one blows your mind, Scott. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you probably know the answer. Yeah, they, they, they've got to start by, you know, having a servant's mentality and understanding, um, you know, that it's important to build those relationships, uh, you know, one at a time and that they'll pay off and that, you know, it's not, hey, let's find this person that we need that we needed yesterday, but let's build relationships so that when the time comes, you know, we've got a pool of people that we can pick from that think, you know, very positively of of our organization and, you know, and of the individual because the, you know, probably the most important thing that people evaluate when they're looking into a new opportunity is the person that they're going to be reporting to. So, you know, if you haven't been treated very well or if there's no relationship, uh, it, it's pretty difficult to envision yourself working there. Because I think it goes back to this is, you know, because we've all been recruited, right? We've all been through the interview process at certain points in our career. And you always get the, are they being truly genuine, authentic, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you, buy, mm-hmm. you buy into the interview process, you buy into how they're acting during the interview process. And then all of a sudden, guess what? You get there. And in the first 30 days, you go, what the hell did I just sign up for? Because it's like that person's now the polar opposite of what they acted like during the interview process. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's that's people being, I think, really short-sighted and not understanding that, you know, transparency is so important and communication is so important because people are going to figure out the truth very quickly. And and why do companies have turnover? Um, it's either because they're using an agency that's not representing them well and is tell, is inflating whether mm-hmm. it's compensation or culture or whatever the case may be. And so people walk into an opportunity with rose-colored glasses on and they quickly find out that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a, a real quick uh, story about something that, that I started doing 17 years ago um, when I was starting up with Salesforce and I wanted to avoid that particular problem, I said, what I'm going to do so that I'm never, I'm, I'm ensuring that we're never misrepresenting our organization or an opportunity is I'm going to give every candidate at the point that we feel like we'd like to bring them on board, I'll give them the opportunity to speak to everybody in the department. Um, so in the beginning, we were very small and that was just a couple people, but towards uh, the end, you know, it was a, a very, very sizable group. So they literally would get a, a list of, you know, 50, 60 people wow. with their phone numbers. And I would leave a global voicemail for my team saying, you know, John Smith is a candidate to be a national account manager for us. Please answer every question he has as openly and honestly as possible. Um, and then that person had the opportunity to speak to, you know, not just the superstar who's making a ton of money and, and thinks, of course, great things about the company, but they could talk to anybody. And I think just hmm. that full transparency, which we still do today uh, at Something New, when we're hiring somebody, everybody talks to everyone in the organization because I think it's really important to have that incredible transparency. That way people are, are never, uh, you know, coming in thinking something is going to be something that it's not. Man. Dude, that was amazing. That yeah, was yeah, great. I, I, I have to flip that. Now, I'm going to throw myself <laughs> for a second on this one, McGregor, because I'm going to challenge sales reps to step out of the status quo. Can you imagine a sales rep sharing with a potential client? I think this is a good opportunity at our point 
in this journey together <laughs> that I'd like for you, you know, and I encourage you to reach out to some key members in my organization and just get to know them or ask them some questions. Can you imagine the sales rep who says that? What do you think the response would be from somebody on the other end? Are they going to go, <laughs> this person might be the real deal, right? They might be and the real deal. Dude, and that is challenging the status quo. So that was brilliant stuff, McGregor. That's so good. Scott, thank you so much for joining us today. What a fascinating discussion. I know it's, it's going to be extremely helpful to the sales uh, reps and sales leaders that, that were listening. And I love your heart. I love the perspective. I told everyone at the beginning we had someone who sells from the heart recruits from the heart leads from the heart and uh, I think that is is awesome and what we want to do every every episode we leave you with a challenge and I think Larry you nailed it and and the challenge this week is really simple and straightforward but it's going to require um, some some deep introspection uh, is how can you challenge the status quo as a sales rep what can you do what's one thing that you can start doing today to challenge the status quo out there and be different be genuine and uh as we say sell from the heart so thank you everybody for joining us today share this with your friends um we appreciate everybody we love the tribe of elite authentic genuine real deal salespeople that uh that is gathering around this right now um so we wish you a great day and uh as we always say larry sell from the heart i love scott mcgregor <laughs> <laughs> take care Thanks, everybody guys. appreciate it